0: this opportunity to talk about friendship in you. I pray that your spirit uh, will be with us, your spirit is with us, and give us the insight and the longing for friendship, the kind of friendship that you desire for us. And grant us um, just your strength and peace as we think about this topic and apply this in our lives. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Okay, so last time we talked about uh, the necessity of friendship and uh, especially in light of the crisis connection and loneliness epidemic, right, which has been with us for a while. Um, I read another study that 30 years ago uh, for Americans, right, Americans could name three people as a close friends 30 years ago. But by 2012, zero, Americans. So uh, this is actually, yeah, still very uh, challenging sort of a topic for us. But the hope is um, we will, uh, I mean, those of us who are here probably actually has a good number of friends, but want to go deeper and, and sort of broaden our friendship with one another. So, I actually read this, um, you, are you familiar with the Dunbar's number? Okay, so the Dunbar's number actually says it's a psychologist who talked about the sort of layers of our friendship, right? Um, so, starting with acquaintances, right, or the strangers, acquaintances, and then casual friends, and friends, close friends, Interestingly, they don't necessarily actually make a best friends as a distinction, but close friends. So according to his number then, we can have a connection with 150 people at once. That's our limit. The subsequent sort of study shows about a little more number, 160, 170 even, but at once, just have the connections. But according to that study, we can actually make five people for a really, really close friendship. Mm. So, or that same sort of, uh, and then other studies, according to other studies, five to eight, I mean, so five to eight people are sort of uh, capacities to really go really deeper in friendships. So, um, that, I thought that was sort of interesting to sort of share. So, you know, when we talk about friendship, we also have to know, I mean, think about the realities, our own sort of life realities, and our own limits, in a sense, right? To what extent we can actually build a really close friendship. Uh, uh, can you know, I ask
1: what the term is close? <laughs>
0: Good, good question. Uh, you know, it could be, I mean, according to the study, it could be in terms of constancy, the frequency, and then the ability to actually have frank speech, frank talk uh, in one another, and the ability to actually um, to, uh, uh, to be engaged in a, uh, uh, in a life in a way that is really
2: meaningful to each other
1: that's the part I think would be something interesting how much can we rely on each other you know in difficult circumstances and going through stuff
0: going through stuff yeah together to really share our joy which actually makes a double of our joy to surely share the sorrow to really according to said uh, to you know uh, to really then we can share the sort of uh, our sorrows and sufferings to make it sort of a more sort of uh, endurable, right? Yeah. So if you have your outline, right? So we talked about some building blocks and true marks of Christian friendship.
2: Uh, David, do you need that? Yeah. I gave my back
1: to making some.
0: Yeah. So we talked about common ground. The most common ground is our relationship with Christ, right? So based on that relationship, that common ground, Uh, we can actually, uh, hopefully, uh, in Christ we have really deep close sort of friendships that we can actually ever go deeper. Uh, Because C.S. Lewis says, friends are discovered. Friends are discovered based on shared interests. There has to be something in common with another person in order to actually be friends with that person. Mm -hmm. So now, just wanting to have a friend, that is not enough, according to Salesforce. So what, but the great news is that for all of us, we have Christ as a common ground. So that really provides sort of um, opportunities for us to really reach out to each other and uh, learn from each other. So based on that common ground, Constancy and vulnerability. I remember I used the sort of this layers stuff, you know, uh, according to secular psychologists, right? So the ground, the basis is a positivity, but for Christians, it's a Christ, right? On that, we can build constancy and vulnerability as we grow together. And then now we are about to talk about Kendrick in terms of truth-telling.
1: I'm just thinking, it's hard to me not think, but the concept of vulnerability sounds like vulnerability is inconsistent.
2: I think that
0: (coughs) in everything we talk about in terms of true marks of Christian friendship or building marks of Christian Christian, uh, friendship, I think discretion is the key. Discernment, right? You cannot vulnerable with everyone, right? I don't know, 10, 20 people, uh, but there are uh, and then uh, discretion and mutuality. So it's very difficult to have a friendship when it's just one sided
2: mm-hmm.
0: It has to be there's some kind of reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, even vulnerability—if just one person feels always vulnerable, and if the other person not really sharing his or her uh, mm-hmm. own vulnerability—then mm-hmm. uh, it, it it will be very lopsided to so the mm-hmm. kind of friendship. Mm-hmm. Do
1: you
2: have
0: other further
2: thoughts?
0: No,
1: that's all. It's just funny. It does to mm-hmm. almost what I was thinking of—the constancy mm-hmm. and the vulnerability—are almost. Almost in conflict. In other words, the vulnerability is what threatens the constancy. Or are you saying that's what the way it was phrased makes it sound like they're in conflict.
3: Maybe
1: so. Because I don't think it doesn't, be, it doesn't have to be I just thought of the irony, maybe that, that if we have vulnerabilities that would affect that would affect the constancy. But it's kind of strange if you think that would maybe. Hmm. It means being
3: vulnerable with someone, right? No, i being vulnerable we all are vulnerable in one sense. But or, I mean, to so, allow vulnerability to so this person, I think is what I describing specifically.
0: I mean, I have too high a view of, of view. Sure. constancy and friendship. Constancy, constancy in terms of uh, availability. That's right. right. So not necessarily just being with each other all the time, but uh, uh, you know whether actually, at least there's an intention and willingness to be available for a friend. Uh, I think the more you have that kind yes. of attitude, it helps you in
2: uh,
0: in, in a way, that's love which
1: conquers everything. Love. In a way, it's mm-hmm. love is concept, which conquers everything, as we go through things together. Yeah. And we get rocky roads and uh, we have love and kind of God. Right. Overcomes right.
0: Yeah. Um, now, what do you think about this idea? So, I can, in terms of truth-telling, right? So, I provided some passage from the Proverbs, right? As you see, now Proverbs twenty-seven, five to six:
2: mm-hmm. Better
0: is open rebuke than hidden love. Mm-hmm. Well-meant are the uh, wounds of friend influence. But profuse in terms of excessive, right, are the kisses of an enemy. <coughs> so uh, number uh, D, Heather. Now, what do you think about this passage, or this verse?
1: There's another proverb that says, words fitly spoken are of apples of gold and nicely delivered. <coughs> it kind of goes, away. I can't remember the. That crazy, but it's like uh, mm-hmm. honey attracts better than vinegar. So eat mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so uh, in this sort of a proverb, right, it basically says open criticism is better than unexpressed love. Yeah.
2: Mm. Uh,
0: scary. Yeah, which is actually kind of scary, of course. <laughs> you know, this sort of truth telling is in ancient sort of a world, one of the most important qualities of friendship. Mm-hmm. Take a look at quote number 12 on your outline, the last few the quotes. <coughs> Does someone actually read that for us?
4: speech by common report and belief is the language of friendship, especially as an animal has its peculiar cry. And on the other hand, that lack of frankness is unfriendly and good noble. Mm.
0: Uh, again, you would actually want to have a frank sort of a uh, talk and frank conversation with the friend whom you already actually have some relationship with. Certainly not sort of uh, everyone. So again, discretion is the key. But it's always actually risking. This candor uh, or truth telling is a risk. Mm in relationships. So you need to have some sort of level of actually trust, right? But, you know, this candle or truth-telling, according to this, uh, you know, studies that I've read, cannot necessarily be sort of the, uh, the normal sort of a paradigm <laughs> of the right? The open or the open criticism or things like that. So usually affirmation is a norm, right? But once in a while, there needs to have some frank conversation or sort of a mutual sort of a pointing out of what are my strengths and my weakness. And uh, if you need to confront sort of a a friend and certain sort of a situations, again, discretion is the key. And this candor always actually goes together with forgiveness, which is the last point of our sort of building blocks of friendship. What do you think about that? <laughs> what are
1: some of your thoughts? Goodness. Yes. Well, God is our friend. Jesus is our friend, right? Yes. He doesn't blow us out of the water with truth all over the place. He even said yes. to his disciples and apostles, Many things have I to say unto you, but as yet they're too much for you to bear. So.
2: Right.
1: Well, you can't unload a whole lot of harsh, I mean, just something that we're not ready to receive.
5: Sure. Hard for us. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I found Cheryl having her speak truth to me as a pastor uh-huh. after a Sunday. Uh-huh. I needed her to wait until Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, huge. <that's> <laughs> the, the time is a confusing
0: thing, yes, right? Okay. right? Right, right. And the time that we are sort of already. Again, that's why I think discretion is the key yeah. if you actually want to. And then the other thing is, right, I wrote down the patients 4, fifteen speaking truth in love. How we actually say things is sometimes actually more important than what we actually say, right? Uh, And then the timing of actually what we say. So uh, part of the challenge, how do we discern those sort of timing? Mm -hmm. And uh, the kind of attitude that we need Mm -hmm. to have in order to actually say, if it's a sort of something of a critique or... um, Review, right? Um, but, you know, there is a difference between sort of well meant criticism and reproach.
2: Mm.
0: We're not talking about reproach, right? but we are talking about here frank speech that's from the heart on behalf of, I mean, for, for that person, not necessarily for the person who tells the story. Or tell us to actually uh, uh, share as a sort of a story. But of course, then, once again, we need sort of discretion. So, a lot of times in, the, in relationships, my prayer is always
4: about discernment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Discernment, yes. I, I'm just really struck. Um, um, it's so easy to kind of go to one angle or the other with this, but it, it's both, mm. it's how we receive the mm. candor right. as well as right, how right. it is given. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, and and the reality kind of of our culture and how that's not necessarily
6: uh, promoted within our
4: culture, that kind of shining people on and yeah, you know, can be can be more what's expected. So it's, it goes against that in some ways to be. more um, but mm-hmm. also as the recipient, um, this sense of really trusting what somebody is saying. Mm-hmm. If they're saying something mm-hmm. positive, and I'm thinking, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. If, if mm-hmm. I haven't, don't have the sense that this person is candid with me, then mm-hmm. then I don't necessarily. That doesn't necessarily. Right, you know, right, right. for me.
0: Yeah. So the candor and the trustworthiness, loyalty, or so trust usually actually go together. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the kind of things that you want to do with your close friends, not necessarily beyond sort of the you know, casual friendship or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, any other thought on tender mm-hmm. So uh, we always actually raise this a sort of question for us. What kind of friend are we?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Uh, Uh, even as we want sort of uh, the friendship of others, right? By the way, um, longing for friendship is a sign that you are really helping,
2: Mm -hmm. right?
0: It's not being needy. Actually, as a matter of fact, we are created actually that way. I mean, Adam and Eve, I mean, of course, Adam and Eve, uh, uh, Adam, after God created, I mean, everything was good according to God. But Adam being alone was not good. So even from the creation account, if that is paradise, how much more in this fallen world? Mm. So I think we should not necessarily feel ashamed or anything about longing for uh, friends, a deeper sort of friends and feeling sort of needy about right. we cannot I mean of course we are I'm not talking about codependency about that kind of relationship but it's a sign of healthy sort of a human person. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And that's the funny thing is I've always thought that word codependent was not the greatest <laughs> philology in the world because we want healthy interdependence but sure. we don't want unhealthy overdependence. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a pretty tough thing to walk through like to get it right. Right, <laughs> right.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's why Jesus being a uh, common ground is so important. Right? Um, so the next, and counsel, right? Uh, wisdom and refinement, counsel in a sense of, you know, uh, sharing wisdom and refinement. So I've given you the two verses from proverbs. Uh, first, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. But the companion of the false harm. I don't know whether you heard this, especially growing up. My parents would always actually say this. You know? <laughs> growing up, right in the adolescent period, I didn't really, I didn't have a rough adolescent years ear, uh, myself. But then it's just a counsel. Seek the person who is wise, right? Um, um, uh, not not the companion of um, false. Um, um, and then uh, the other passage actually um, uh, from. Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen: Iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens the wits of another. Now, um, we typically actually hear this words in con- con- in the context of really two people or friends or even actual husband and wife really sharpening each other, refining each other, um, and through actually can do through frank speech and through honesty, through uh, um, uh, counsel. Um, So uh, these are sort of already very much ingrained in the Hebrew society, Israelites, right, in terms of building relationships. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, Friends sort of seeking wisdom. Do you, I sort of, uh, uh, you know, typically ask, do you have wise friends? <laughs> friends who, who are wiser than me, right? who actually have a discernment, who actually have a counsel. Right? And how do we actually find those friends?
3: Yes, challenge. Well, I'm just thinking about the development process because you mentioned when you were younger, it, it is an interesting thing that go through this adolescent period, like, mm. I stay with junior hires, like, for mm. years and years and years, but mm. when does it happen that you actually realize you want to be around wise people? Mm, right? Where, where do we change and realize, like, no, this is going to bring us a good life, because you know, so many people are, are attracted to not wise people, have we kids and stuff,
0: but somehow yeah. I mean, yeah. bullies yeah. have friends, yeah. right? right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> bullies. I mean, even they have friends, right? And,
1: you know. So, you so, uh, don't right? So, part of, I think that's
0: why the prayer for, I mean, for discernment is just so important, right? In our own seeking sort of uh, search for or pursuit of friendship.
5: Yes? I remember learning something from my dad with his best friend. Uh, that when my dad my dad was chairman of the board and his best friend was the hospital administrator yeah. and so I went with him one time when I was in college and my dad had something he needed to say to him. Mm-hmm. He said it but then he let it rest mm-hmm. there didn't have to be this big confrontation mm-hmm. you have to agree with me mm-hmm. you have to change your behavior mm-hmm. you know uh, you could almost become so intimate that you have to be very gentle mm-hmm. when you when you say something, and that really really helped me in mm-hmm. my relationships, especially with my closest male friends. Mm-hmm. That uh, it's not about controlling.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good.
5: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's actually a good good way to put it. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. that makes me think about
6: the quote about the I think it's that friends carry each other's burdens more heavily than their own Mm -hmm. has been with me a lot this week, and I think that's exactly it, like, with the counsel and candor and forgiveness all, like, being so intertwined, Mm -hmm. those moments of openness and, like, wisdom, part of that is, like, putting your friend above yourself, so you're not, like, dumping that wisdom, you're not, like, dumping your feelings, but instead, like, Mm like it is for the other person's benefit and so i think yeah there are people that are wise in my life but the wise friends i have are the people who even if they're like not going through the same thing as me are able to like empathize and Mm -hmm. then be wise for my sake Mm -hmm. or like share wisdom Mm
2: -hmm.
6: yeah that is specifically for me and caring about Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. not just like Yeah.
0: I mean, uh, part of it is actually you know, we have some young sort of uh, friends here, and so seeking and having a friendship with uh, those who are older than you—it's mm-hmm. just so precious, actually, when you're younger, who have the experience of life and who have the experience of, you have gone through many things in life. You know, mm-hmm. who can share their wisdom on your behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think this out before I said it. I think it could sound
1: weird, but. It's Kind of an investment. Oh yeah, you invest quite a bit, Mm -hmm. and you're willing to go a long way. And it's not the idea of getting payback, but it's for the other person.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, you know, uh, maybe this I don't know might be controversial or not, but it's in Luke, Luke twenty-three. Marriage will not last in the day of resurrection, but friendship will. So uh, again, so how do we invest our lives well, in such a Well, what marriage
1: would you want without friendship, you know? <laughs> Sorry? What marriage would you want without friendship? I mean, that's the- Oh, yeah, 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 right. Experience. Sure,
0: sure. Yeah. I'm just saying that- may transcend
1: all things, transcend. Right, so relationship in Christ is yes. what lasts eternal. Yes. As an early church scholar,
5: I've read uh, that there was almost a ceremony of friendship. Yeah. Mm.
0: Is that, is that, is that yeah, so uh, all, 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 even covenant of friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actually, you know, uh, David and Jonathan had a covenant, right, in their friendship. So uh, in some in early church actually talked about the importance of a covenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and making that covenant with actually friends uh, uh, really makes a difference. I mean, you don't necessarily make uh, have to be able to Awkward way, but it's, since it always has to be mutual, right? Uh, having uh, talking that out and actually having that covenant is just as important, right? Um, uh, it gives you a sort of a marker. Remember this: we have mm-hmm. this, even when you go through some tough times together. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Well, speaking of the tough times, mm-hmm. i was thinking you have blood covenants. You mm-hmm. hear these band of brothers, people who've been through war together. It could be male or female, these usually it's male soldiers, and they have this bond, they hold, uh-huh. and it's true for all kinds of battles. It doesn't have to be literal blood spilled, but uh-huh. something you go through together sometimes is so intense uh-huh. and prolonged and significant uh-huh. that there's a kinship that they never want to know. Yeah, right, yeah. Thank you very
2: much. Yeah.
0: So how about loyalty, trustworthiness, one of the most important right, uh, characteristics or the markers of true friendship? So from Proverbs, right? 26, I've given you several verses. Proverbs actually considers loyalty or in terms of trustworthiness so important quality in human relationship. Right? So many proclaim themselves loyal, but who can find one worthy of trust? And the next verse, Proverbs 18, 24, <coughs> some friends play at friendship, but a true friend sticks closer than one's nearest king, literally his brother. But what do you think, what is that, what's the example of some friends playing a friendship? What do
4: you think that means? Fair weather friend. friends. Fair weather friends.
3: Yes. You. I think of people who use the word friend too lightly. Mm-hmm. They say you're, they're your friend and then they make comments like, well, you know, after we're not in this stage of life anymore, it won't matter make new friends, and that always feels like an insult to me, not to me personally necessarily, but to the concept of being a friend, Mm -hmm. because if it's not worth it to you to stick with somebody after it becomes inconvenient, I mean, geographically, I'm thinking about the specific context of college friends who would say, oh, well, you know, whatever.
0: More, you were more referring to a very casual sort of relationship, not a very serious sort of covenantal sort of relationship. Yes, I
6: also think that is—that's where the beauty of friendship starts. Mm. I think of like, oh my gosh, the, like some of the worst parts. <laughs> where some of the parts of college that I would never go back to are the weeks of orientation and right after, Mm -hmm. where you're meeting new people and you're having to pretend that you're friends because you feel so lonely, Mm -hmm. that you're like, I need people, you need people, Mm -hmm. but we're not really like friends. Mm -hmm. We're trying to be friends as best we can, but I have no idea who you are, Mm -hmm. you have no idea who I am, Mm -hmm. but we're just like, we're treading water together, Mm -hmm. but I also need people to rely on almost fake it till you make it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I know that I have friends who have moved to new cities and are trying to make friends, Mm. and in some ways, they're like, what do I do? Do I, I can't just jump to a level of depth and knowledge and connection with someone that I, in a different city, had for years. Like, I have to start out by going to coffee with people and having... Low-level commitment mm. things. Yeah. So I think that's the hard part. It's like and you have to start well, yeah,
0: gradually. Yeah.
6: It feels like in some ways this this proverb reminds me of like little kids when they play as if they're like playing like adults or playing mm. like they're like mm. friends or a married couple mm. or like adults going to work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like that when you're starting a new friendship, you're like mm. little kids trying on mm. friendship. Mm-hmm. So it's not bad. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's shallow. Mm-hmm. It's shallow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
4: It, yeah. It, what comes to mind is is that we all need social interactions, uh-huh. yeah, as mm-hmm. well as friendships, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. but distinguishing what those are. Yeah,
2: basically. yeah.
0: Now yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. The new living translation translate that that part some some friends play at friendship in the following way. They say uh, it says quote. There are friends who destroy each other.
5: It's
0: very actually strongly native, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you go to
5: Facebook, yes.
0: So if you go to conference, so in my uh, sort of South South, 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 South so there are a lot of conferences, right? And then it's really like a meat market in a sense that we all have to take and have a main tag. And then, the, where you are, the school you are affiliated yeah. with. People, a lot of times, don't look at your eyes, but just look at mm-hmm. your contact. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of pass by, unless you want to, oh, you are so and so, I read your book or whatever. Then, you know, they, they're trying to, yeah. trying to actually you know, talk to you or things like that. So it feels really weird. <laughs> Environments mm-hmm. and very intense on the one hand, but then people are making all kinds of distributions, right? In their minds, right? Did you have a I was answer? just thinking that
4: actually, I was just <coughs> fooling around with the banks, but um, yeah, I was thinking that you'd miss the possibility to, to meet some friends mm-hmm. because you know you wouldn't be noticing people as people because mm-hmm. you're looking at the name tag mm-hmm. and you're thinking you know, work only, or, yeah, mm-hmm. some, connect, some you know, connections that yeah. you need to make. Right,
3: yeah. <laughs> sadly, sometimes people do that even without, even without name tags. Yeah. <laughs> they're for, exactly. They're, they're looking only for romantic entries or whatever, and they're sort of mm-hmm. analyzing. people do it all the time, and they're mm-hmm. dating. I think people do that with friends, too. Is this something, is, worth, is this a person is worth for me, that they're not thinking of a person? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. and and some people it's interesting that they have different categories of friendship, right? We all have different kinds of friendship. But these are friends for pleasure. But these are friends for actually when you're going through tough time. Yeah. Yeah. So, or these are actually friendship or expediency Uh, or um, so uh, it's, I mean, ideally, those different category of friendship will sort of about converge at some point. Right? If you want to really kind of go deeper in friendship. The level of what I actually shared with you earlier that five to sort of eight people up so really close sort of friendship. I
1: think it would come in handy to have the biblical understanding of love that is unselfish, you Now we have to ask that question. How does that define our friendships?
0: Yeah, yeah, right. I mean especially because um, according to many literature, friendship is the most voluntary kind of relationship, unlike the friendship.
6: How do we? I guess. Great. Right, one question I have is: that I think it sounds like there needs to be this high value of friendship. Mm-hmm and also like, almost like honesty, right? Like, yeah. hey, just to let you know you're my expediency friend. But I, want <laughs> friend like, but I also don't think that if we, like let's say if someone, if their circle, if they already have their five to eight friends, mm-hmm. I don't think that that means the person should go through like, just like closed off. Oh, closed. Sure. right. And so like, what does it look like to be like warm and like mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. and friendly, also knowing mm-hmm. that or even navigating those spaces where somebody says you're in my five to eight, but actually, I know that you're that to me, I'm an expediency friend or whatever. You know what I mean? Well,
2: um, <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I think it's important to be realistic. Like yeah. you're right, right? We can handle only a certain number of sort of if we want to really make an investment, deep investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, there has to be a mutual. Uh, but that doesn't mean, like you are saying, Hannah, we ignore any, uh, all the other people, right? But, but the goal is that person may not be my close friends, but that person is still brother in Christ, mm-hmm. still sister in Christ. Yeah. There is a responsibility, I think, as a body, for example, if they know Christ, how we treat each other, yeah. right? Uh, and how we pray for each other yeah. Yeah, as a body of Christ because... That person is in the um, um, part of the, uh, in the body
1: of Christ. In yeah. sense. Yes. So should we conclude that Jesus picked four too many friends? We know at least he picked one too many. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, uh, you know, Jesus' friends. Um, he was disa- yeah. He was disappeared I and mean, he he was disappointed with the inner circle of his friends, right? Remember, in Gethsemane, Jesus was actually praying, and then three of them, Peter, for John, and James, right? They were sleeping. Yeah, right? they
2: were
0: his closest. His closest yes. right.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So part of the question is, uh, uh, how do you deal with your disappointments mm-hmm. with friends?
1: The the formula? Because
0: we are all, all humans, right, and we uh, fall short of our own standards, right? So that's the kind of question worth asking. Mm-hmm. How do you handle your own disappointment with your own friends? Um, mm-hmm. So in the last, uh, well, did you have? Well, I was going to say, how do you
6: handle disappointment of disappointing your friends. Uh-huh. Right. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That uh, too. Uh, that too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, true. Uh, um, do you do the whole Peter thing, and, like freak out, run away, <laughs> <because> <laughs> need a full breakfast reconciliation, cry? Uh, I think the reconciliation is very important. Yes. Uh, yes.
0: But it may take some time to be reconciled. <coughs> yeah. Because, you know, they are, uh, depending on your own temperament and others, when something actually happens, some person needs time to process that. You can't really right away just, okay, let's solve this. Whereas some others, they have to solve it right there. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you honor your friends who have a, maybe who might have a very different sort of understanding how reconciliation uh, works or actually how you solve whatever the problem is, we honor that person's sort of uh, own time. That's one of the things that we can extend as a friend, right? Uh, and that is seeking the
3: other person's interest rather than mine. So it seems like it's a point of grace. Yes. Yes. Yeah, point of grace. Yeah, point of grace. Not everyone is going to think as quickly as Jesus. let to go back to...
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the last quote under loyalty is uh, this one, Proverbs eleven thirteen. 13. A gossip goes about telling secrets, but one who is trustworthy in spirit keeps up confidence. So that very in F, right, going to the last quote. The one who is trustworthy in spirit keeps up confidence. I think that's so important when friends actually in, and and so on. Um, Gossip we're going to be talking about a little bit later, too. Um, But gossip is one of the things that really destroys the relationship and friendship in particular in the most perfect way. Um, uh, So we have to be really careful and uh, loyal in that sense, trustworthy, right, to keeping whoever is his confident, especially when they say this is confidence between you and me. We need to honor that, you know, with utmost sort of carefulness and uh, trust with that person, right? Because once trust is broken, it's just very hard to
1: restore that uh, trust. Yes? That's where the golden rule would come in, right, where you have to say, how would I want that? Now if I opened up about something, would I want that
2: tree and I want a sacred
1: quiet. Right, right, yeah. People
2: so mm-hmm. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. so uh, loyalty or trustworthiness sometimes actually hidden in prosperity when everything goes well, but the loyalty or the trustworthiness really becomes conspicuous in adversity mm-hmm. when we are going through this apartment. Any other thought on loyalty or trustworthiness or trust?
2: Hmm.
0: Yes. In a
1: sense, the ultimate is to take the hit for somebody else. Where, you know, I Jesus says the gift has no balance, but that he laid down his life for the sake of his friend. So mm-hmm. be willing to go through a personal sacrifice.
0: Yeah, personal sacrifice. That's another question. It's a good question to ask. How much sacrifice am I willing to pay for this particular person, this kind of friendship? Mm. And G, forgiveness. So forgiveness, so Proverbs 79, one, so uh, the last one, one who forgives an affront or offense fosters friendship, but the one who dwells on
1: disputes mm. will alienate a friend. Dwell there. Yeah. Got yeah, an Augustine quote, I hope you like this one. I'm sure you did, uh, Augustine. Resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's quite something.
1: Mm.
3: Yes. Um, so I have a question just to kind of put out
6: can you truly forgive, mm. I mean,
0: if you, even if you don't understand? Mm. Um, you mean, even if you don't understand why, yeah. for example, my friend acted this way or uh, said these things, uh, but, but you feel hurt and offended by that, can, can we truly extend forgiveness to that even though we don't really understand the motive? Of that friend,
6: or how, or, or how, how you go about doing that? Yeah. Or oh, how, how, or, you, yeah, can you and how? Can yeah. you and how? What do you think? I'm wondering. Yeah. I mean, if there's, I guess, is there? I think there are like different levels of forgiveness, right? Like I think that there can be like a level of like, you know what? Like I'm going to choose to move on with grace and compassion, but I think that true forgiveness and reconciliation comes with two sides coming to each other and making mm-hmm. amends, and so even in that though, I do think that there are times that someone can say even with some of my own friends there are friends of mine who operate in such different ways than me, like their personalities are completely different, and so from for me, when we have reconciliation, there are often still times where I do not understand why they did something, and they don't understand why I did it, and sometimes we can try
0: depend upon in a sense you forgiving yes. me. Yeah. Yeah. So no contingency. No contingency. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 totally. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. yeah. so I understand, understand that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but, or, no. but sometimes actually you need to, so here is where the candor and forgiveness actually go together. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to tell the truth from your perspective. Mm-hmm. Right? But that sort of a friend may not still understand, Mm -hmm. right? Even if you actually uh, tell the truth, I mean your understanding of truth to that person. Uh, But still, you know, forgiveness is something that we have to do anyways. Uh, So, I mean, there is a book called Forgive and Forget, right? I'm not sure whether we can forget things, right? But still, but we are still actually committed to forgive. Mm.
2: Mm. Because
0: when we have those sort of uh, things that are unresolved, unforgiven in our hearts, because mm. that will eat up my heart well, mm. right? Yeah, it's like a poison that the Augustine quote applies to actually me as well, mm. right? Yes. The, the, the person who actually. I was wondering functions.
1: about this sort of a one-sided aspect of our power to exercise forgiveness, the way I <clears throat> think I understand it is that obviously you want mutual understanding and rapprochement, whatever you want to call it. That's true healing and reconciliation, especially in a close friendship. But at the same time, if you realize that forgiveness is the right thing to do, you make a decision, and much more than a feeling, because it doesn't necessarily, you can't allow feelings to fester and boil over, but... You make a decision to forgive and forget, and since you never bring it up again, and throw it in the face. Um, yeah, I
0: mean, uh, if you yeah, you can maybe try to forget that one, right? So in terms of not bringing it up again. So the, the other translation on "but who dwells on disputes"? In other translations, it says the one who brings up the matter again and again. Mm-hmm. 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 That will certainly break the friendship. So can we practice that in our lives?
2: Mm. So again, then
0: how do you distinguish the between, right? The things that I need to bring up for uh, truth-telling, and then then the ones that I need to, more like, uh, bury for the sake of friendship. Or uh, kind <clears> of <throat> move on and forgive uh, in that way. Or uh, the other translation for "forgives," the one who forgives. The other translation is the one who covers, mm. covers offense in love. Mm. Now I've given you sort of my list of what I think the building blocks of friendship, or the two marks of Christian friendship so far. What did I
2: miss? <laughs> what would you add? <laughs> so, last week and uh,
0: this week, what
1: would you add? Well, i meant sacrifice. You seem to respond very well everything you mm-hmm. we come up with, so <laughs> it's part of the deal. The you respond so yeah, yeah. This willingness to, to sacrifice mm-hmm. and, and suffer personally for another person. I it could be a you know, when people who take a jail sentence or something, but it can be deep financial hurt or whatever. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the sake of love,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's a pretty powerful aspect. I don't know if it's a two-sided thing. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, the North Carolina thing. One of my best friends put it like this: I was leaning on him a lot when I was in college, and my dad had cancer, and he said, "Well, I said to him, I feel like I feel so bad that I." basically putting all of my burdens and my emotion on you right now because we weren't friends before and you were depressed and so I feel I feel guilty because you made friends with me and Braddies you were doing better and now I'm doing worse and he said look yes friendship is reciprocal
0: what kind of, again, temperament you have, what kind of personality you have, mm-hmm. I think that could be part of actually the process of getting to know each other. Right? Mm. And listening well. Mm. Listening well is one of the most important, just in any relationship, right? Mm. So are we engaged in active listening? Do we listen <coughs> and value listening to other sexual stories? Right, they're sort of what they have to say. And that's part of actually valuing who they are, right? Because uh, their stories are meaningful, right? Rather than just me talking all the time. Right? So we reciprocity even in that, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Giving space for your friend to talk to you, to share their stories and willingness to listen. Any
2: other thoughts? Mm-hmm.
0: Now, we have five minutes, but uh, I quickly just mention some stumbling blocks to friendship. That also comes from Sarah, right? The Wisdom of Ben Old Testament Apocrypha, 22 22. Mm-hmm. So, could someone actually read this verse on the outline? <coughs>
3: If you open your mouth against your friend, do not worry, for reconciliation is possible. But as for reviling, arrogance, disclosure of secrets, or a treacherous blow, mm. in these cases any friend will take to flight. Well,
0: so uh, five things. Reviling, mm. that's uh, literally means insult mm. or slander. Be um, <clears throat> arrogance, prompt. C, disclosure of secrets is a revealing of secrets, right? Breaking of confidence, right? And D, treacherous blows, setting
2: the back, um, turning on a friend unexpectedly especially. Right? And gossip. We
0: already talked about that. Uh, gossip and uh, finally dwelling on offense. Repeating or harping on the matter, these are the things but but you know one of the reasons why sometimes uh, I maybe I repeat the matter is because it's unresolved, right? So unresolved sort of uh, uh, hurt can actually impact or come out in a different ways, right? It uh, it comes out in a passive aggressive way, right? Uh, um, not maybe because of my own temperament, I may not necessarily confront the person. Right there, in, mm-hmm. uh, but it comes in a more roundabout way, but still hurting me. Mm-hmm. So that's why, again, the forgiveness and reconciliation it is uh, very important.
2: Any, uh, yes?
1: This um, might be a kind of a, a cop, not a cop out, but a way out. And it sounds crazy if you think of it negatively, but Paul says in Romans but give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. If we can have patience and not have to resolve things ourselves on our schedule, it's like we're speaking about the timing of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, you know, keep the friendship going is not going to make <laughs> <laughs> Thank
2: you.
0: And... Any sort of we don't have to talk about the uh, stumbling blocks but any sort of uh, final thought on um, friendship. I <gasps>
6: think yes. The I've been thinking about the, what we talked about last week mm-hmm. all week, and I think the biggest thing that I just come away with is how how powerful the Holy Spirit is. Because mm-hmm. in some ways, right the the courage to be vulnerable enough, the courage to be constant enough, the availability. Mm-hmm loyalty, all of that, like for two people to be at a mutual level in that and to be able to actually connect is like truly mi- miraculous mm-hmm. and I think that it's just I've been so in awe of the ways that God has somehow allowed for me to have deep friendships, mm-hmm. even in the fact that like all of these elements have to come together logistically mm-hmm. and the fact yeah, all friendship
0: is truly inspired mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. Yeah, uh, indeed, I think the friendship is indeed the work of the Holy Spirit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and without Christ, without actually the Holy Spirit, it's just very difficult to put uh, people in the relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Any other thoughts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, as we close this sort of uh, topic, um, I want us to think about the kind of questions that were raised. So what kind of friend are we? Right? Uh, in order to pursue this kind of deep sort of uh, friendship, uh, how am I doing in terms of my availability to others and my sort of, uh, uh, in terms of my um attitudes, posture, uh, uh, and the ability to keep sort of a confidence for people. And the ability to, again, uh, talk it out or deal with disappointments. My own disappointments and Mm -hmm. other people's, uh, my friend's disappointment with me.
2: Uh,
0: So I hope and pray that, you know, I mean, maybe these are the things that we already kind of know. So, but it's just kind of helpful to talk about these things in
2: France so that we can encourage each other uh, and even pray for each other.